Hey, I'm Kat Chaos. And I'm Liz Gomez, also known as Hazy. And you're listening to Scary, Scary Encounters, Encounters with Hazy, Hazy Chaos. Chaos, a podcast where we talk to some of our favorite bands and artists as they share scary encounters they've experienced and live to tell. This episode of Scary Encounters is brought to you by Art Sideshow, the horror museum and gallery where Halloween is all year round. If you want a good scare, be sure to check it out. Located in Montclair, California. Bronson's Shop of Horror. One-of-a-kind 3D blacklight reflective shadow boxes and more. Shop at bronsonsshopofhorror.com. Little Hellcat, the mixed media artist from California, specializing in pop art culture. Vicious, handmade jewelry for weirdos, loners, rebels, and freaks. All shop links are located in the bio of every episode. What is up, guys? This is JJ from the Devotchkas, and you're listening to Scary Encounters with Hazy Chaos. Hello. Hello. Hi. By the way, this nice. is Liz. And uh, Hi. And I'm Kat. That's my... my I'm, <laughs> I remember you guys. <laughs> like, you met us in LA. I'm like, no shit. <laughs> Kat is the one that introduced me to your guys' music. Uh, cool. Thank you, Kat. Yes. But um, you guys fucking killed it. You know, you guys were on stage, packed as venue, you know? So... You know thank what? You. Really quick, though, for the people listening who live under a rock and don't know who you are. Can you please tell the people who you are and what band you, you sing for? Um, my name is JJ, and I sing for the Devotchkas. <laughs> we have a live audience. Awesome. Very, very cool. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm sure that sounds familiar, right? <laughs> Dude, but yeah, like Liz was saying, like I fucking discovered you guys way back in the day, early 2000s. And I instantly fell in love because I love all female punk bands. You know, I love female fronted shit. So, and I love this story. Every time you tell Dude. it, you know, it's just it's it's so cute. I love it. Go ahead, Kat. Man, I rem- so back in the day, I, I it seems like it's like 1902, but it was like the early 2000s. Before you can just look up music on your phone, you had mm-hmm. you had to like I well, me personally, I found a lot of my music just by the album art you know? Mm-hmm. And, oh yeah. Because <laughs> we used to buy CDs back in the day. Now, not so much, which is sad, but no, you had to yeah. like go look for this music. Yeah. You know, you is, it was like a little scavenger hunt. You Serious. know what I mean? So <laughs> to I our mean, records, yeah. RIP. I forgot where I was somewhere, some little record store that had like cool underground punk stuff. And I saw your guys's um, CD and I thought, Oh my God, they're all chicks. They're all dope. They're all pretty. I'm going to get this. I was all excited. I was like, I was so young an early teenager, like early teens. So I got it, took it home. I was like, oh my God, I instantly fell in love. You've been one of my number one 
fucking band since then and ah that's awesome yeah so this is a (laughs) this is a pleasure thank you for making time for us oh anytime of course absolutely it's my pleasure it's very very cool like I just, like I said, we, me and the girls, when we were invited to play C-Y-Fest, we were like, it's so crazy, like, this band that we did when we were in our 20s and, like, 20 years later, we're, like, these old ladies and moms and, like, we're still, <laughs> people still like us and remember us. We were, like, you know, tickled pink about it. So it's super cool, like, to hear people, how they discovered us, because I remember that, like, you had to look at a record or a CD and there was like a 50-50 chance of mm-hmm. if it was actually good because you couldn't like listen to it ahead of time or listen to like samples. So you're like, okay, I'm going to spend my money on this and it's going to be great or it's going to be terrible. <laughs> so you kind of just had to roll the dice and take that chance, you know? You know what? I was a little spoiled. Uh, <laughs> no, no, because I mean, well, I'm only a year younger than Kat, mm-hmm. right? I mean. But she acts like it's like 15 years. No, girl, if you were a day older than me, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so young. Anyways. In comparison. <laughs> no, but I remember like, it was like that for part of my years growing up. I was very... Um, lucky to have people that were introducing me to music at the time so you know you know i grew up on certain music um or certain songs artist bands whatever but one thing i do remember after hearing you guys talk about it is going to like a hot topic do you oh, guys yeah. remember that like oh, with the headphones with the headphones yeah. so you'd be able to sample the cd and see if you liked it wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah so I, I guess that's where i'm saying i'm a little spoiled because i got to hear a sample <laughs> oh, of it oh yeah i remember yeah. when hot topic was like scary when it was cool and like <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah basically remember with like the the gates in front of it and shit it oh yeah it cool. was so goth and now we didn't have an because i know when i was like 17 it was like one of my first jobs and um i remember <laughs> I had big Liberty spikes at the time and the manager was like super into how I looked. And she's like, no, I don't want to train you on register. You're drawing attention. Just stand outside the store and be like, Hey, come check it out. And so literally I was just like the old lady Walmart greeter, but with big hair, (laughs) you know, like, Hey, come on in hot topic. (laughs) I don't think I ever ran the register ever. I folded t-shirts and got people to come in the store. Did you you check receipts? (laughs) no no <laughs> well you should have because i probably came up a few times there <laughs> <laughs> what's in the past is in the past I mean, right i mean i'm a different woman i work hard i mean yeah. dude that's yeah. such a fun fact about you that's something that i loved about you girls you all had such dope hair like oh the, my god the liberty spikes the trihawks the fucking all it was just the mohawks it was just dope I mean, did you guys do it yourselves? Please say yes. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Like, I mean, (laughs) yeah, no, Mandy and Elaine and Gabrielle, like, fortunately, like, I always had, like, completely trashy, like, thin, baby fine hair. And I probably made it even worse when I first started putting my hair up in Liberty Spikes because I used to use Elmer's glue. (laughs) And I mean, I remember that shit hurt, like. If I was trying to go to sleep, you know, you'd leave it in for a day or two. You have to like kind of sleep on your stomach with your head propped up (laughs) and then trying to get it out. You know, you're in the shower and you're peeling it out with like clumps of your hair. Like there's like dried glue on my hair dryer. It was awful. Dude, there's some But Mandy and Elaine, they used to just do their hair themselves, like shave the sides and stuff. Like they had like the nice thick hair. They could do all the super cool shit with and they always 
always did it themselves always <laughs> very cool i actually heard some stories that people would use like eggs and oh stuff. yeah i was just gonna say like egg whites have you heard have or you gelatin yeah i've heard of that i never i just remember when i was like younger reading in like i don't even know it's probably like ym or teen magazine like use eggs as a deep conditioner for your hair and like my dumbass tried rinsing it out with hot water and was picking oh, fucking shit. egg out of my hair. <laughs> so oh, when I heard people did that for like keeping their hair up, I was like, first of all, ew. And second of all, ew. Because right? <laughs> yeah. Elmer's glue is so much better, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I would have to agree with that. I don't know. It's just, it would either gross me out or make me kind of hungry. Oh, my God. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Dude, yeah, I mean... There was, I'm not going to mention any names because I'm not going to do that, but there were, there were bands Are you back sure? in we, the day. We can bleep it out. No, no, no. Want. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> people who know me, people who know me know who I'm talking about. There were bands back in the day who had liberties and, you know, all that good stuff, but they mm. had hairdressers do it. And it's what? like, it's, yeah, dude, it's like, um, really? I already didn't like That's... them. And then I really didn't like them when I found that out. I was <laughs> like, oh no, I'll tell you who That's... it is after. <laughs> I bet I can guess. <laughs> I think you know. Wait, wait, wait. Can you guess? We'll bleep it out. We'll bleep it out. Was it them? Yes. <laughs> yes. See, I didn't know that they didn't do their own hair because I, I never knew a lot of them like very well. Uh -huh. um, but I didn't know they had people do their hair. That's so. Yeah. That's dude. that's kind of lame sauce. Like, I, I, isn't that? I the agree. part of like it being DIY, you're doing it yourself. Right. <laughs> right. Well, they turned into like, I mean, I don't even want to get into it. I, I know, was literally like the only person a whole nother podcast in my that. high school that didn't like them. Everybody was so obsessed with them. I'm like, oh. And here I am. Dude, I remember, shoot, if David's listening right now, that was my best friend back in the day, still is. And he knew Aww. how obsessed I was with the Devochkas. Like, you guys were literally my number one, you know? Like, you, you guys, amongst a couple other bands, inspired me to, like, learn how to play guitar and teach myself. Nice. And I sat there and listened to the whole fucking Live Fast, Die Young album. And I was just teaching myself every song. Like, it was just dope. It was, I just... That's awesome. But, um... I it, it sucked because I was so young. You guys were based in New York, and I thought, man, I'm never gonna see them ever. Like, I'm <laughs> never like I just I just want to be their friends. I just want to talk. Like, <laughs> and um, but here we are. Well, you know what? Uh, I think even David was like, yeah, dude, you're friends with them. Like, you're gonna interview them. Like, he was super hyped. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, this is a it's, it's a big deal, and it's um, definitely a bucket list thing for Kat oh, for you know? sure. So I'm super Aww. proud for sure. That's awesome. Yes. Um, that's so cool. Oh, but what I was saying is, so I was so young, and I didn't, you know, I didn't have enough money and all that good stuff. So I would make my own Devochka patches nice i literally i did that did you <laughs> oh yeah i have so many band patches that i I still have some like that i painted myself there oh, we yeah. go hell yeah and i i made yep. a i made a cool little back patch of you guys uh -huh. and i like sewed it on actually david sewed it on for me onto my little vest it was i still have it it doesn't don't ask me if it fits mind your business okay so <laughs> i guess cat owes you like ten thousand dollars of royalties right now <laughs> For using your merch without permission. You know what? Oh. You know what? <laughs> no, that is awesome. That is so cool. Like, I just, I, I did the same thing. Like, I remember 
you know, I, I grew up in New York. I grew up on Long Island and my dad was a truck driver. My mom was the stay at home mom thing. And, you know, like he paid for everything, took care of us and stuff. And my mom taught me how to sew and was very crafty and stuff. So I just was like, fuck, I can, I can draw, I can paint, I'll just make my own. And I had a strychnine babies patch that I like from Philly. I love that band. And I actually just found part of it because I'd had it. It was like two pieces, one part that said strychnine and the other part that said babies. I can only find the part that says babies now. (laughs) All these years later. Oh man, it'll do baby. I'm like, I I don't know. I don't know where, where the other part of it went, but I just was like looking through these old patches and pins and I'm like, strychnine. Nope. Just babies. (laughs) You know what? I know this is a little off topic, but kind of on topic. Uh, You said you lived in Long Island, right? Yep. So did you ever hear about the Long Island killer? Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not until after I left. Um, My father retired from trucking in 2002. And I had moved and lived in Jersey City for a while with a roommate and was doing web design in New York City for a short time before I moved out to Ohio with them, which is where I still am. But I remember when I was going to college, I was working at Barnes and Noble and I remember seeing like, Oh, the long Island serial killer killing, you know, prostitutes and this and that. And I was like, what on like sound beach. And I remember going to sound beach with one of my friends from high school, like to visit her family's friends. And I'm like, dude, I remember just like kicking around there, like as a kid. And now they're finding dead people there. Like, did they ever catch who was doing it? No, that was going to be my next question. Like, who do you think it is? But I, I you know what? Um, oh. I know they're, you know, it's been a while since I've listened to the podcast, but I want to say they had like a whole series of it where they have each episode talk about who they it could be. I believe oh. it, they said that it could have been one of like the, the sergeants or oh, wow. know, I could be wrong. I what could, podcast? I don't know. There was like a whole series about oh. the Long Island killer. They were uh, bringing up their suspicions as far as like, who do you think it is? Who could it be? You know, like suspects, right? Yeah. So they were saying that somebody in uh, the police force, police department, that one of the main guys there could have been it because he could have like, I think, okay. So I think they found something in one of his bags that had to do with like kinky porn and like found all kinds of shit. I don't know. You know what? Um, you have to look into it. It's been a while. So yeah. Sorry, my memory's a little yeah. hazy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'll have to look at that because, like I said, I when I'm not working and just hanging out with my daughter or something, I'm like, especially in the winter, like I just I get very bad seasonal depression and I just I don't like leaving my house. I hate the cold weather. So I'm just like, OK, fireplace, dog, snacks, true crime. Hey. <laughs> and, and I just I've been hooked on this thing. It's called uh, Murder on Tape. And it's actual like the police cam videos from when they find murder victims, including the investigation when they go to the places. So it's like firsthand and it's really interesting, but it's just some of it makes me sick too. you know, like some of these people that are killed for like $20 or, you know, just stupid things. And you just get reminded of how shitty the world is and how crappy people can be. But it's so cool, like just how they can figure out everything, you know, like, no, you can't get away with anything. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's it's right. definitely getting a little i mean it's getting a lot harder you know for yeah. people it's just you know murderers have to be a lot more careful right <laughs> um, yeah but you know what it's crazy that you say that what was the name of of the the show or podcast it's called, oh mirror 
No, you, yeah. What, what is it that, that you were obsessed with right now? Oh, it's called Murder on Tape. I know it's on um, Prime, and I get A&E because it has ID, or no, Discovery, because it has ID Discovery that just has true crime stuff, <laughs> and I think it might be part of that. But it's called Murder on Tape. Yeah, it's really cool. It's, it's interesting, and it's all just the, um, you know, body cam footage like from the minute they discover the body to asking witnesses oh. stuff to going to locations it's it's really cool that's so good that's definitely going to be on our uh, watch yeah. list starting tonight nice. right after this Yay. episode actually right? <laughs> <Wow>. awesome <laughs> yeah. you mentioned your daughter i love that you brought her yes. up on stage at the show Yay. you beat oh, me to it i was sunshine. about to say that that's so <laughs> cute she's so cute Oh, thank you. She is, she's a good kid. Yeah. She, um, I told her, I was like, we're going to go back to LA this summer and you're going to come to England with mom. And she's super stoked. And then she's in an advanced Spanish class. And so they're going to Costa Rica and she'll be in Costa Rica for her 16th birthday too. So I'm like, you're doing a lot of traveling this next summer, girl. Dang, that's awesome. <laughs> good for her. Yeah. Yeah, that is so yeah. cool. Shout out to her. Very she's, proud of she's her. adorable. Love her style <laughs> <Thank> too. <you. laughs> uh, she might steal some of my clothes. I guess <laughs> maybe. Love yeah, her. no, she's she's awesome. She's hey, very very cool. Hey, that's what happens. Um, I mean, I have an older brother, and I would constantly <laughs> steal his shirts. He's like, bro like oh his band shirts his band shirts yeah. he's like dude and i'm like i'm sorry i love it you- my, i had my um black and white high tops they were at cy fest and stuff and i had ironed on these candy heart patches on the sides that say drop dead mm-hmm. and i'm like looking for them one day and this damn kid has got them on and i'm like you know what are you doing with my shoes on she's like well mine are, i need them glued or something so i glued them they're still in her rim <laughs> <laughs> These are my shoes. She's like, no, they're our shoes now. I'm like, uh-uh. Oh, man. <laughs> She's pulling the R thing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, at least she has cool style, right? <laughs> right. Love it. Love hey, it. you know what? That's one thing about uh, me and Kat. Uh, oh. Kat and I. So um, we have similar <laughs> styles, but she has a, an amazing shoe collection. Mm-hmm. And she's lucky mm. because her foot's slightly smaller than mine. Yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> if not, I'd be like rocking all her shoes. Nah. <laughs> she ain't down with that. That's awesome. Hey, you mentioned you're coming back to LA. Yes, yes. They're gonna they invited us to play CY Fest again for Hell next yeah. year. Hell yeah. September, yes. right? Yes. Sweet. And England, yeah. you said? Yes, um, we were invited to play Rebellion Festival, oh. and I think we were we were talking about it. We just got to figure out how we're going to do it, I guess, and get more details rolling. But we were like, well, while we're over there, maybe let's do like a little stint, do a couple of shows in Germany or something, Dang. and just go on a family vacation. And you know, I love so. it. Oh my god! <laughs> I guess we're going on a road trip. I guess so. There you go. There you go. <laughs> before, Come on with. Before we don't tempt me, girl, because I will. <laughs> You're welcome. Your merch girls. <laughs> hey, hey, I mean, you can you got it. Everyone, <laughs> everyone needs them. Everyone needs them. You know, I'm really good at selling stuff, so I mean not that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I volunteer. <laughs> before we get into the scary stuff and our our questions that their listeners' favorites, we'll get into that right now. But I just <laughs> want to talk about how did you feel coming to LA for the first time performing 
how was the the fan base? What did you did they accept you guys like in such a? It feels like they did. I feel like everyone was I so, so stoked for you guys. Like oh gosh, it it was. I just got chills like thinking about oh. it again. <laughs> no, like it was incredible. Like I just again, I think we were all so just mind boggled, like or mind blown that you know people remember us and and still we're still relevant and everything to begin with. But then just to see the reaction, because I know I had been really sick and I was having trouble with my voice. And so I was freaking out and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to sing. And everyone's like, hand the mic off because everyone's going to be singing along. Like the guys from Corrupted Youth told us. And we're like, really? And he's like, yeah, you have no idea, like how much people love you guys here. And just like the response. I mean, there was a point after actually we performed at CYFest where I was just walking through and trying to kind of go back upstairs. And I, you know, I love everybody. So I'm going to say hi to everybody. I'll do a shot with you. I'm going to give you a hug. Like I'm down for all that. But it started getting where like some girls were just like crying and they're like, no, you have no idea. Like this song you wrote helped me through this. And it was like emotional. Like, and I just was like, oh my God, like I just started bawling. Like, and it almost had like, almost like a panic attack, but it wasn't like, bad it was just like overwhelming like all this love like and just feeling like I was so proud I could be part of something that helped somebody else through like their darkest moments you know it was just it was amazing like I just it's it's definitely something I am so excited to come back I know we all are like but it just it's yeah it was it was incredible it was amazing like it just a beautiful experience and one that will flash before my eyes when I die for sure it was it was great yeah, it's big, you know, like it just it makes you feel like, oh, my God, like I did something and it mattered for this person. Like, and it just it makes you feel good, you know, like I'm getting all like, <laughs> no, yeah, music is powerful, you know. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody, when you start writing music, it's because you have something inside you're trying to get out somehow, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just the fact that people can identify with that. It also, you know, again, makes the person who's creating the music or like if I was writing the lyrics, you don't feel as alone, you know, Mm -hmm. like my scars, like I've always dealt with, you know, depression and stuff. And so now thankfully like mental health isn't as big of a stigma as it used to be, but it's nice to know that, you know, you're not alone. Like, you know, I wrote that thinking like I'm by myself, like nobody's going to understand how I feel. Like, this is just how I feel. I got to get it out there. And then, like I said, 20 years later, even have people come up to you and be like, no, like that, that helped me get through something. Like, thank you for putting that out there. That just, it makes you feel like, okay, like there's other people that have to deal with this too. Like I'm not the only one that has to deal with this suck, you know, and I'm glad I could help them. Like it's, it's really cool. <laughs> yes. I love that song. Um, and honestly, I, I think people our age back in the day when you guys were first, you know, doing your thing, it wasn't as easy to talk about this stuff and it wasn't as mm-hmm. like, Oh, go to therapy and all that. Like therapy was looked down on, you know, like, Oh, oh yeah, you're just fucking crazy. Nowadays <sighs> I'm, I'm very grateful that, you know, today's generation has that because it was difficult. And a lot of us, I'll speak on my behalf. We look to music as therapy. You know, we saw mm-hmm. that. So your lyrics were just spot on for so much. Like, like I said, uh-huh. the live fast, die young album, I mean, you go from Wicked Heart to like, you know, that's like breakup and love and all that. And then you go to Mm. pseudo personality, which is more of a funny one. But it's like I relate (laughs) it. You know, I there were there were girls in my school that like that that song related to, you know, and it's not a good thing, but it's just we related to it. 
Well, you know what? Even yeah. being 30. <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> no, well, wait, 31? How old are you? 31. Oh, no, I'm 31. <laughs> no, well, I heard oh. the song when I was 30. But I mean, Wicked Heart, I was like, fuck, I fucking relate to that still to this day. I mean, uh, as far as like the old Liz, you know, like <laughs> I, re- I remember being that in that position, yeah. you know, just feeling yeah. that way. And it's like, you know, the lyrics, I have a wicked heart because of you now hate is all that I can do. That's like, it's so, it seems simple, but it's, it's so deep. And like, it makes you realize like, fuck, if hate is all that I can do, I need some, I need some like therapy and like, there's a lot of defenses, you know, like you're just protecting your heart, you know, but so many people can relate to it. You know, it's just, it's just dope. Anyways, I can go a whole ass hour about (laughs) you guys and And she has off, off the air. She has, (laughs) (laughs) but anyways, so let's get into the golden, the golden questions. Question number one. If you were on death row or on your deathbed, what would you choose as your last meal? Okay. (laughs) I have given this so much thought. (laughs) So I am like obsessed with things that are pistachio flavored. Like I love, 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 love pistachio coffee, pistachio ice cream. So the first thing I would want is like one of those ridiculously obnoxious, like big gulp size cups with a pistachio milkshake in it. No whipped cream, just pistachio milkshake. And then I would want, first, first I would need to be like, hey, can I please have a joint so I can get munchies to eat all this shit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I then, love that. The, the next thing would be, you know, they have those sushi for two boats at the sushi places and they're huge and like have sashimi and it's supposed to be for two people, but I would want it all to myself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yep. And then after just a cup of coffee and a cigarette and then peace out. (laughs) Now, how are you having your coffee? Black, you know, black, black, Black. no sugar. Yep. What what kind of cigarette? Mm, I actually have quit smoking, so I don't know. I guess any would do really. If it was going to be my last one, I'd be like, whatever, as long as it's, I can taste it and I cough when I pull a drag off of it. Not like that super light or those old lady misty one fifties that are like the size of a pencil. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's the size of a lead pencil. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So it's your, your last cigarette. You can pick whatever you want. What would you smoke back in the day? Oh, I used to, God, when I had first started smoking, I remember I smoked Marble Lights. Then I went to Marble Light 100s because I, like, part of the reason I quit is, like, I'm one of those obsessive people, like, and I will chain smoke, like, light them off one another, like, just bad. And then I went to Marble Red and Marble Red 100s. Girl. And I remember even my boyfriend at the time was, he used to call me the chimney because he would just be like, Every time I look at you, there's just smoke coming up. <laughs> You're just lighting them off one another. He's like, do you even finish those? Like how? Like, I mean, yeah, like probably a, an old fashioned cowboy killer, marble red. That would be a good way to go. That's <laughs> the way to go. You know what? And yeah. um, actually, I took on vapes for a while because I thought I was doing better. You know, I'm going <laughs> to take it easy. <laughs> so I took on vapes. Apparently, a friend told us that they're going to be banning those soon. So that's great. But we I'm all have waiting. our things. Yeah, no, but I told Kat that starting next year for sure, for sure. She says that every year. <laughs> I've gotten better, okay? You have gotten I better. Have, you, you do know? good for a long time and then boom, you like hit it again. I know. You know That's how that's how I always have been. That's why I'm proud of myself for staying away from it cuz I'm one of those people that 
stress and stress and whatever will just get to a certain point. And then the first thing I think of is I don't want to drink or anything. I want a cigarette. I want a cigarette. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know what it is. I know it's, I've even had done, and I, I told my therapist this actually, when I had first tried to quit, I remember I even read, you know, because obviously nicotine is a stimulant, so it's not actually calming you down. It's the whole inhaling and exhaling, yeah. the breathing. So I even cut up straws to cigarette size, put them in an empty cigarette pack and was trying that. It didn't work, <laughs> but I was trying that just kind of like the hand to mouth, thinking that motion and to breathe in and breathe out like that would help, but it didn't. I just kind of had to do it myself. And then after a few days, like even if you'd smell people around you that had a cigarette, you're like, ew, you know, like, so yeah. it, it's not, it didn't really bother me. And then I have, um, if you ever see me with a toothpick hanging out of my mouth, I have tea tree oil toothpicks that I have used for years whenever I've stopped smoking and they're just like a godsend. I just chew on them like a trucker. <laughs> no, I get it. I totally get it because, um, when I first really try to stop smoking the homie jake shout out to jake he was like dude you know sometimes actors they'll use like fake cigarettes which just like all herbal stuff so mm -hmm. you still get the same effect as far as like oh you're smoking the cigarette but mm -hmm. you don't get the high of the tobacco right i did cbd cbd was actually helping it was more of a vape pen but mm -hmm. um and then i stopped for a while and then i don't know we were celebrating i was like you know what i'm just gonna bum a cigarette and then just kind of yeah. snowballs from there you know yep. how it goes <laughs> yep. before we move on to the next question do you have um we're not sushi lovers over here but do mm -hmm. you have like a, a favorite roll or however you how do you say it roll so. yeah <laughs> i like um the so sashimi is typically just like the fish itself on rice where like the sushi is rolled usually and i like eel sashimi like it's oh. just it's got this sauce on it that almost tastes like a, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like a soy, sort of barbecue-y. Like it's got a sweet kind of taste to it. And I just, I love it. Like yo sashimi and then, yeah, just. Mm. <laughs> Here I am with like some pasta and I'm like, fuck this. I'm like, Are they do they deliver? It's <laughs> like us with Korean barbecue right now. Oh God. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, Dude. <laughs> We actually, we just discovered it this year. Um, our girl car, shout out to car. Shout out to car. Um, we met her this year, like early this year. And she was like, have you guys ever been to Korean barbecue? We're like, no, what is that? And she mm. was like, oh my God. And she, she had a heart literally attack. changed our lives, like amongst other <laughs> ways. But for Korean barbecue, she changed our lives because we are there every week. It's terrible. We literally <laughs> had that yesterday for a date night. <laughs> that's oh awesome God. <laughs> but anywho well thank you for um taking time to think about that answer that was great yeah. i think a lot of people listening can relate because there's a lot of people that love sushi out there mm, i i think it's just like even my daughter does and um i think like i always i've always been a person like i was vegan for a long time um, had health issues and kind of just made the choice. Like if I have to eat meat, I've got to be able to eat something, you know, I'll just eat in moderation, whatever. And fish though, I never really had so much of a problem with, and I always was intrigued by it. And people would be like, ew, it's raw fish. And I'm like, yeah, but people eat raw steak and they, you know, I'll, I'll try it. Like, you know, and the minute I did, I just, I, I don't know what it was. It's just, it's, I, it's one of those things, like when you eat it, you feel 
good. Like you don't feel like you're doing something bad for yourself. Like it's yeah. healthy too. So you're kind of just like, I can eat like a pig and still feel okay about it. <laughs> you know? That's why I was like, sushi for two, just for me. There you go. I feel that. All right. Noted. Noted. Just kidding. <laughs> well, maybe I'll give it one more go. Right? All right. Here we go. Question number two. Mm-hmm. If you can bring any celebrity back from the dead for a day, who would you choose and how would you want to spend your day? Okay. This is another one I've thought about, and this is going to be weird. But, and I mean, again, going with true crime stuff, so I don't know if I'd say celebrity, but I mean, I guess in a way. <laughs> and there's a lot of reasons behind it. But Eileen Warnos, um, I have this obsession with her. I, I have been diagnosed with um, borderline personality disorder, but I also had been diagnosed with complex PTSD from abuse. And... Um, I've read so many things about her and about her life and her upbringing. And she had like a hard, a hard upbringing to begin with. And, you know, when you really think about it and I'm, I'm not a psychologist or anything, of course, but you know, she was a prostitute. So, you know, who's to say she wasn't attacked by somebody because that happens all the time to women like that and didn't develop PTSD and then started killing these Johns because she was worried. Like she was scared. Like, when you have PTSD, like, you know, that anxiety, that fight or flight, it's real. Like, you know, you constantly feel like someone's going to get you. Someone's out to hurt you. People are out thinking you're thinking the worst, you know? So, I mean, if she had experienced something like that, who's to say that that's not what drove her to kill those people? Not that, you know, she was just some crazy serial killer. Like I, I really think that like the social system and, they probably didn't do her a lot of justice as far as finding out what initially triggered it and even going back to her upbringing and the different things she's experienced. So, you know, she was always a person that I I felt bad for, you know, and it just seemed so sad. And it seemed like, you know, as you watch later interviews with her on death row, she started becoming nutty. And I think it's just from, you know, what would happen to somebody if they were in on death row and, and, in prison for that long. I'm sure everybody there probably has a few marbles short, you know, like would happen to anyone. Um, but just, I don't know, just to be her, just to hang out with her for a day and do something nice, have lunch, like something that she probably didn't get to experience because she had such a tough upbringing, you know? So that's who I, when I really thought of it, cause I just, like I said, with true crime, like she's a case that I have like certain feelings about that. I feel like that was just such an injustice, you know, like, you know, she did murder these men, but at the same time, what else happened to trigger that? You know, like, so that's who I would want to meet. You know what, JJ, I just want to applaud you for this answer because oh. <laughs> uh, in five seasons, we've mm-hmm. never had an answer like that before. Never. It's always like, uh-huh. you know, like the celebrities, like, you know, huge influencers, right? Mm-hmm. But like you bringing up Eileen Warnos, she's her story she must have gone through so much trauma as well, you know? So yeah, there was stuff where she was homeless and like living in woods behind people's houses when she was like only 12 and 13 years old. I mean, you know, she was basically thrown away. Like, I mean, just, she was just trying to survive. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like I said, like that, (laughs) obviously you hear about sex workers and things being preyed upon or hurt or killed all the time. Like, again, who's to say, one of these Johns, this first one didn't rough her up and it terrified her so much 
that after that, you know, she still had to make her money. She still had to survive, but she was probably terrified. Like, well, he's going to probably turn around and shoot me or maybe just a gesture or a look could have set it off, you know, like, and I don't feel like that was ever explored with her, which is so sad, you know, and she's not here anymore. 1000%. That was such a great answer. That answer alone just shows that you have such a huge heart and you're, <laughs> you you look past, um, you know, the stereotypical because people look at her and they think ah she's a killer that's it yeah you know? but they don't yeah. look deeper and well, it's- as a fan of true crime like yeah. that's one thing i'm not trying to justify murders right but i at the end of the the story i'm always thinking like damn what did they go through yeah. yeah and i mean yeah there's some people i i do believe inherently like unfortunately there might be some people out there that just they don't have a conscience they don't have a heart you know like that they are truly psychopaths, you know, they don't care or have any kind of remorse for the things they do. But at the, for a majority of them, you know, could be like the kid next door that mows your lawn, you know, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors, you know, and that's still, even though they may have killed somebody, they're still also somebody's brother or sister or dad, you know what I mean? Yes. So it affects more than just the victim's families too, you know? Yes, totally. And you know what? You you just uh, mentioned a kid next door. I recently saw a freaking article about a young 10-year-old in Milwaukee. I saw that too. Did you see Did I you did. see that, JJ, or no, not yet? I think I sent no. it to you. I'll send it to you. Did you send it to me, I sent it to you. Okay, I'll yeah. send it to you, JJ. But he okay. literally was asking his mom for a, what What are they called? It was a PlayStation no, headset. No, it was like uh, it was one of those virtu- the virtual reality headset thingies. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> There's PlayStation. I feel old. No, it wasn't. Was it? <laughs> I want one too. Maybe it was. Anyways, he was asking his mom for one and she said no. He got pissed off, got her keys, knew which key it was for her um, safe where she hid her gun, went oh down, went to the basement, got her gun. She was doing laundry, walked up to her and shot her in the face. In the oh head. Oh my God. In the face. Face? I read it was in the face. Yes. Like very close range and And from what i remember is that the sister had said that he had rage issues the whole time and um apparently his lawyers said that he went down there to to get the gun and like kind of scare her not so much to shoot her he it was an accident he He aimed at the wall yeah he aimed at the wall and then accidentally shot her in the head yeah and and then and then trip out on this so he does he does this then gets her credit card goes on amazon and orders what he wanted the headset the headset okay Uh. then when he gets in trouble about it he says oh he i think he told his grandma or something i'm sorry for killing my mom but is my package here yet are you oh my god that's exactly how i remember it happening oh my god i was just i was so taken back i just read this the other day he was 10 years old right 10 years old and he was punished as an adult how do you say it oh yeah no um, prosecuted as an adult adult, so it's it's pending 60 years yeah that's wild see and that's the thing is like you know um i have my degree is in criminal justice that i don't do anything with (laughs) but um i um I just, I remember like having to do, you know, criminal psychology and stuff like that. And when they're that young, like, did they, did, was he in therapy? If he had anger issues from the time he was young, did they explore help for him? Or, you know, did they try to find a diagnosis? Cause to be that young and that callous about something like that, you know, it, did he have juvenile, um, 
I forget what they call it now, but usually if they have what they used to call antisocial personality disorder, which, you know, AKA they call the psychopaths, like your Ted Bundy, no conscience, just whatever. There's a whole set of guidelines in the um, DSM that they have to kind of fit. And like, did this kid fit any of those? Could that have been prevented? You know, like, again, it, I feel like it comes down to a lot of failure too on like the part of social services, doctors, even parents, like, what are they just like, oh, he's just a trouble troublemaker. He's just a pain in the ass. Like, you know, well, why, <laughs> you know, why, why wouldn't you look into that? Why wouldn't you find out why he's got anger issues? You I, know, I agree 100%. But mm-hmm. first of all, I just want to say that <laughs> you saying you, you have a degree in criminal yeah. justice jj we yes. literally both looked at each other and threw our heads back <laughs> I, I got the biggest like female boner right now <laughs> after you said that dude we like threw our heads back and didn't even hear what you said i'm just kidding no <laughs> i was That's like amazing. oh my god yes that is so when cool when i first came to ohio i started studying forensics and i had been in the police academy and um, I was hit by a car in 2006. I was walking, um, have pins and plates in my left arm and had a brain injury and stuff. And um, I was really lucky I survived. And so up until that point, I'd never had to be in the hospital myself or ever broken a bone or anything. And I got such good care from the nurses and doctors there that I was like, well, maybe maybe I'll just go into nursing. So then I went to nursing school for the first time. <laughs> And um, was having some more health issues and had to withdraw. And it was actually my boyfriend that was like, you know, why don't you try to go back through the academy and finish your criminal justice degree? And so when I was 36 or no, yeah, 36, I finished my criminal justice degree online and had been in the police academy again and broke my ribs during subject control during boxing and had to withdraw. So I kind of took that as my sign, like, this is not what someone upstairs wants me to be doing. Like I'm a mom now, maybe I shouldn't be a cop or shouldn't be doing this. And so I graduated um, summa cum laude and I worked in security. I worked in asset protection and risk and compliance for a bit. And I just, I don't like it. I just, I like taking care of people. So just finishing my nursing degree and working as a hemodialysis technician and also working in the evening as FedEx, as a FedEx package handler now. Nice. <laughs> so, you know, but well, yeah, I just, whoa. God, it well, was fun. <laughs> God damn. So you're a fucking badass on stage and off stage. Literally. Oh my God. Aww. I bet people listening right now who are fans of you guys are like, whoa, what the fuck? I'm like kind of drooling right I'm, now. I'm literally Aww. drooling. I think we need a new mic. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I, I have to say I'm so proud of like all of us from the band that we all it's I, if anybody hadn't known like I just think it's kind of cool you know um, so we're all in the medical field to some degree um, Gabrielle's a doctor what? <laughs> not even or a surgeon I should say oh not even God. kidding um, Mandy is finishing up her veterinary um, assisting degree And then Elaine has a, I want to say a PhD and some kind of crazy thing with bacteria. Like she does some kind of wild shit that I don't even understand. Yes, she does. (laughs) She even wears a lab coat. Yeah. So I have to (laughs) say, I was like, you know, from Devochka's being these scrappy little like punk girls, I think we, 
we did damn good. <laughs> you know, damn. I'm proud of us. <laughs> I'm so turned on. Wow. Shut up, Liz. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's fucking badass, dude. People saving Aww. lives and then having amazing That's music. Amazing. Aww. It's like it's like Batman and Bruce Wayne shit, right? No here. shit, right? <laughs> We're oh. superheroes. <laughs> no shit. That's amazing. Real quick, I forgot. I need to give a, a shout out to Elaine. Dude. Yeah, give her some. Yes. <laughs> All right, simmer down, everybody. Simmer down. <laughs> I love all you girls, but, and oh my God, but I feel like Elaine and I have um, developed this really cool virtual relationship in the past, you know, this past year. And we've been, we've really opened up to each other about, you know, childhood trauma and stuff like that. And it's just been really, really like therapeutic for me personally. And I hope she's listening right now because she, she has really helped me without even trying. And One it's of your like, heroes. Yeah. And I've, I've, Always awesome. look, I've always looked up to each of you for different reasons and and um yeah she's just very special to me and I just wanted to give her a quick shout out and I hope to have Aww. her on the podcast soon. Yeah. Yes. Aww. Uh doesn't she have like a shout out to include in this? No, not yet. Oh yeah. Okay, I'll I'll edit this part out. <laughs> you fool. <laughs> just in case. <clears throat> Anyways, but let's okay, so wait, wow. wait, wait. Sorry, Wait, I, I hate, I mean, I have this tradition. Oh, it's Lord. not on purpose. It JJ. just, it's the way my body works. And okay. I have to use a quick restroom break. <laughs> go I, ahead and go. I'll I keep have to talking. Pee. Yes, I'll keep okay, talking. Okay, I'm just going to stop recording here. All right, she's back from peeing, everybody. I'm sure everybody remembered, remembers her little fucking. I don't do it on purpose. Yeah, it's just, it's just, just my thing. We need to make a shirt that says, hey, guys. I gotta pee. God, that's you a on that shirt. <laughs> we need to put you on. It. I think it's a thing. Can we not, please? I'm not proud of it. I'm gonna design it. It's it's, it's not my gimmick. <laughs> I'm not trying to do it on purpose. It's you know, <laughs> it, it just happens. It's so funny. Like we'll be somewhere with friends or for, with people, and she'll be like, "Hey, I gotta pee." Oh, like on the podcast. We're like, I'm "Oh like, my ha, god, ha, ha. yeah." <laughs> so silly. Anyways, <laughs> all right. Let's so let's get into the scary stuff. What do you got for us, please? Oh, gosh. Uh, so it took me a minute to remember because I was like, wait a minute. Like, I remember going to like, you know, these graveyards that are supposed to be haunted. And uh, my boyfriend actually had proposed to me at this um, inn in Ohio that's supposed to be haunted, the Buxton Inn. And we didn't see anything. We even stayed in the most haunted room, but nothing. Yeah. But this was just like a scary thing that happened. And it was a couple of events next to each other that I was just... It, when I remember it, I'm like, oh my God. So I was 12 and I had, there was two girls that lived around the block for me, Kristen and Alyssa. And we used to just ride bikes and hang out. And Kristen and Alyssa were 11. They were like a year younger than me. And so it was Kristen's birthday and her birthday was in June and she had a big in-ground swimming pool. So during the day, she had a whole bunch of people for like a pool party and then at night, her mom said she could have, you know, her two best friends, which was me and Alyssa, sleep over. So we sleep over and, you know, we're hanging out playing Nintendo and whatever, and eating pizza and stuff. And we had a Ouija board and we're like, yeah, like, let's see if we could talk to somebody, you know, like never had hurt, like played with one, but I heard that they were like dangerous and all this. And so we're all, you know, well, let's do this. So first there's the initial, you're sitting there and you're pushing who you, who you push your finger on it or you moved it, you know? And, <laughs> and I just remember we were sitting there and like, we all got really cold and then we smelled roses. Like I'm not even shitting you. Like, and we were like, what the fuck? 
And like, it was weird. Like it came out of nowhere. I just got goosebumps again, remembering it. (laughs) And, and Kristen was like, I wonder if that's my grandma because my grandma wore rose perfume. And so we were all like spooked. And I know this is the second part where it's like, okay, this is just creepy. All of a sudden her mom busts in the room and we're like, jump about 20 feet in the fucking air. We're like, oh my God, you know, cause we're all like spooked to begin with. Her parents, their house had like a little kind of half porch and a window right by the front door. And that window was her parents' bedroom. And I guess like as we're there having our little Ouija board party, her mom like was woken up by a bright light in her face and looked and there was like a prowler looking in the fucking window with a hood up and a mask on with a flashlight. And so she's like, are the doors locked or the windows closed? And again, we're all spooked, you know, to begin with just having this little Ouija board thing thinking like Kristen's dead mamas coming to see us. <laughs> and then her mom jumps in because there's a fucking prowler. And we're like, oh, my God. Like we were fucking terrified. And <laughs> I remember it was like a short block that Kristen lived on. And like her aunt lived kind of down the street. And they had these big dogs and like, so we're like looking out the window and like cops are coming. They're looking like they never found who it was. Oh, never found no. them. Yeah. But I remember that because I remember the rest of the night we all slept in a row on the floor on the other side of Kristen's bed. Because <laughs> we just like were terrified, like between the Ouija board thing and like it just being kind of freaky. And then her mom bursting in with that news that some creep was like peeking in the window like yeah it was <laughs> oh no well hopefully it yeah. wasn't the long island killer <laughs> oh, oh my god shit. <laughs> in his teen years. right <laughs> you know but that- i remember her saying like he had a hood up and a mask on and a flashlight like he was looking to see if he could like see anything in the house oh, and then god. another neighbor said they saw him jump over a fence but nobody found him so Ew. that was my little kind of scary story <laughs> oh man i hate that the mom interrupted the whole freaking the seance <laughs> because it's like okay here comes grandma like i smell right? her but she didn't did she, she did she even like communicate or did you just smell her no we just we all felt cold and then we could smell like these roses and that's when we like we were just like no you smell that right like yeah. what the fuck like it, and we just kind of were I don't even know. Like we were spooked, but we were like, "Oh, we'll uh, we'll keep talking to her, I guess, whatever." And then, boom, her mom came in. Oh man! <laughs> and we just put the Ouija. I think I I I wouldn't even doubt if I remember correctly. Kristen probably winged that thing in her closet, slammed the door, was like, "Nope." <laughs> like, oh shit! Have you ever Have you ever tried it as an adult? Um, not really. Like I always wanted to because again I love all that kind of stuff and I actually was in an antique shop with my boyfriend and we saw one and it was only like $30 and I told him I was like that's an original I should get it and he's like no that's not an original I'm like motherfucker yes it is I'm (laughs) like I will look it up on my phone right now and show you that is one of the original and for only 30 something dollars bet your ass I'm gonna get it and I forget was it it wood I don't remember. It was the old box with like, it was blue and it almost looked like it had like a, an angel or a person or something Dude. on the side. But I, it was different than the original Ouija board box. Like it was old. You could tell it was from like 60 something, like whenever they first made it. And I didn't get it, but 
Yeah, like <laughs> I don't know why that gives me the same vibe as like the Jumanji. Jumanji, oh, you yeah. know it's all wooden. <laughs> oh yeah, that movie kind of scared me though. No, okay, well when I played with the Ouija board, it was uh, uh, one that you can get at Toys R Us. Dude, you I can, I, well R- did I mention R- this? R.I.P. Toys R Us. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, Aww. yeah. I don't know um, if you've mentioned this, have you? I might have. I don't know. I try to listen to old interviews that we've. <laughs> done and i cannot stand Someone, myself oh stop oh, oh. i hate my voice i hate I my do commentary too. you know what i like to just oh. say this though i hate my voice too and i love your voice until we start i love your voice i'm, I'm just so kidding. sexy <laughs> no but you know what actually people people like our voices and it's weird they our voices anyway i'm gonna give a quick shout out to my co-worker evelyn because every day she's like when's the podcast coming back when's it coming back when season five i'm like dude why like i'll let you know she goes because i miss your voice i'm like girl you work with me <laughs> she's like it's not, oh, she's like it's not the same it's by the way the Elv- evelyn i don't know you personally but hello <laughs> she talks about you a lot <laughs> Ooh, they don't like oh. Evelyn. <laughs> you guys, quiet. <laughs> oh, hi, baby. Somebody, oh, that's why my boyfriend is here. Oh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> oh, no, it's all right. Oh, okay. He knew I was going to be doing this with you guys, so it's okay. Well, hi, boyfriend. <laughs> hi, boyfriend. Hi, you guys met him. Did yeah, we? you guys met him. Yeah, at um, CY Fest, too. Yep. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was a little yep. buzzed. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey. <laughs> well, down. And then my doggies, they're running after him. They're like, yeah. Daddy's this guy pets home. us and sneaks us food. Oh, nice. <laughs> no, that's, that's me for sure in this household. You better stop it. <laughs> silly. No, but, okay, Dude. so with my, my story with the, the Ouija board, right? So mm. I was also young. I was like 15 and rebellious and smoking pot. Ew. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was that annoying girl. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I remember uh, getting a Ouija board. Well, I didn't get it. A friend of ours did. And it was a, a Ouija board from Toys R Us. So we tried to play and nothing was happening. Uh, first of all, we did it outside. And apparently you're not supposed to do it outside because you can call fucking spirits from all over the place. Because it's like place. open, open. Yeah, open <laughs> space. Yeah. yeah. But whatever, we didn't see anything. So uh, I ended up just leaving it in my band room. I think. Hmm. Yeah, in high school and whatever. I mean, that was it. That was it. I didn't. I didn't experience any fucking creepy things from that. If anything, I experienced or, so many more actually, crazy stories after. Mm. I, I didn't even think of it because I did play with. Well, <laughs> so when we went to the Buxton, and that's actually how he proposed to me was we were like, oh, let's have you know a Ouija board, and we had drinks at the bar downstairs because it's like a bed and breakfast kind of place, and um. I'd been smoking pot and whatever, enjoying my birthday. Cause it was my birthday week. And, um, which a week from today exactly is my birthday, December 10th. Yay. <laughs> Sagittarius. Yes. Oh, you crazy, huh? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. But we had brought the Ouija board and, you know, we're just sitting and I just was thinking like, Oh, we're just, this is fun, but we're drinking and having fun. And we're like, Oh, you know, who's there? And all of a sudden it spells out W-I-L-Y. He was about to ask me to marry him. And I'm like, Willie? Who the fuck is Willie? 
Exactly. And I just lost my shit. He just started laughing and he just like, he's like, shakes his head, gets up. And then he came back and proposed to me. <laughs> I almost forgot about like, like when you're like, oh, as an adult. And I'm like, yeah, it's part of when I got proposed to Willie. <laughs> and he's like, no. <laughs> oh my god that's exactly what i was spilling out of my head i was too i'm all like, who's willie who's will <laughs> oh my god that's amazing that's so romantic <laughs> fuck i wish i would have thought of that <laughs> i love that that's so good oh, well, can shit. i can i tell a story what story? of how i proposed to you well for those of you who don't know we are a couple because a lot of people don't know that because it's sad because Aww. we don't. A lot of people think we're sisters. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, it's kind of easy to tell. It, it is. It is. The vibe is real. But <laughs> now we're saying it out loud. And yes, we are engaged. And it just happened. it just happened on Halloween. Yeah. Oh, congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Aww. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Awesome. I've been holding this secret in for like a year and a half. So, <laughs> um, so I originally wanted to propose last year, but the reason that I didn't is because I wanted to make sure it was perfect. So I waited till this year and, um, I would, we got an Airbnb in Salem for Kat's birthday. Kat, I mean, for those nice. of you, yeah. So for those of you that don't know, Kat's birthday is on Halloween. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we went to Salem with a, a, a good group of friends and, um, yeah, so we're out there, and I proposed in front of the witch house. Yeah, and that is so awesome. Which is really cool because the witch house is the last standing um, structure from the 1692 trials, the Salem witch trials. So it's the last building from the actual back in the day, you know. So it's pretty special, and it. Yeah, and I almost hit her because <laughs> she knows <laughs> she knows that I don't like. Like, yeah, we're in bands and stuff and we're up on stage, but I don't like being like the center of attention like that. And she's mm -hmm. like, oh, let's go take a picture in front of the witch house. And I'm like, OK, I'm first of all, none of the I'm friends that were with us knew. And I only, I only told Jim like last minute because like, bro, I need some help. Like we need to make this happen. Yeah. So, yeah, we ended up going in front of the witch house and I was like, hey, babe, let's go take a a picture in front of the witch house so we're doing that i was like can you guys get a video i'm and down i'm down for pictures and then she said let's get a video and i'm like you bitch i, I don't like videos so we're up there <laughs> so we're up there and like mind you people are waiting in line to take pictures in front of this house and so there's a, a lot of people on the street and then she's it's they, halloween they in all Salem. yeah it's halloween and they all start singing happy birthday to me and i'm like oh my god bunch okay. of strangers all these people on the street singing happy birthday and i'm all awkward in the video i'm like okay Aww. thank you thank you <laughs> and then i see liz like reach in her pocket for something and i'm all what are you doing what are you doing and she's like nothing i'm getting my beanie it was like in her in her in her um pocket and, and i'm like i have bad knees yeah <laughs> so, so i got my beanie and i put it under my knee because <laughs> yeah so and then i i catch her off guard and i present her the ring and i'm like well, will you marry me i had no idea jj i had no oh, that is idea. so awesome by the oh. way she left me hanging for like it felt like forever well because i just was in shock <laughs> and i was like <laughs> i was like will you marry me <laughs> i was like oh yeah 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 for sure let's do it like yeah, i'm all <laughs> no 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 she's she's playing it off but like she was really cool about it she's like mm-hmm 
that is awesome oh i didn't know we were gonna announce it in this episode but that's cool i'm down with it thank you for sharing i hope everybody listening says congratulations to you yes i'm sure they will people Uh, are like wait y'all are together like (laughs) (laughs) oh man but anyways so yes it's gonna be the dopest gothest wedding (laughs) anyone has ever seen and you better be there jj I will I will be there. All I will right. be there. Send me an invitation and I will be there. <laughs> Let's do it. Ah, oh, this is yeah. so much fun. We hope you had as much fun as we did. Oh, I did. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me and for, you know, chatting with me. It was awesome to talk to you guys. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I knew the vibe was going to be cool, but man, I feel like we like know literally everything about you now. Aww. <laughs> like, I feel like you're a neighbor. I feel like, like hang out anytime. I wish you were a neighbor. Imagine true crime together. That'd be dope. Oh, heck yeah. True crime nights. Like, I'd be down. Right. I'd be down. It's- if we can get out to LA, like we were even talking like, oh, if we could... Like, I would love to be able to spend a little more time out there this time than just be rushing around to play. So, like, if we can even be out there a bit earlier or stay a bit extra and stuff and we can hang out and have a true crime night and stuff and get dinner, I'm down. Ooh, we'll take you to places. Are you down? Oh, God, yeah. Always, always. Oh, <laughs> always, always, always. <laughs> All right. Consider it a date. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, JJ. Well, it was awesome talking to you, and hopefully, we keep in touch with. Well, we are going to keep in touch with you because we have a date. So, thank you for your time. And I'm going to be at your wedding. (laughs) And you're going to be at the wedding. Yes. Tell the girls we said hello, send our love, and we will see you next time you're in LA. All right. Great. Thank you again so much. It was awesome talking to you. You too. Reach out anytime. (laughs) All right, friend. Have a good night. All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye. We want to thank you for tuning into our recent episode of Scary Encounters, Encounters with Hazy Chaos. Chaos. We hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to submit your scary encounter, please email us at hazy.chaos at yahoo.com for a chance to be featured on an episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please don't forget to rate, leave a review, and subscribe.